0: That's what I mean by free. I've had a couple of times on stage when I really felt free. And yeah, that's not now. That's Now! Like, oh, oh, like, like, I'll tell you what freedom is to me. No fear. So, yes, there is definitely that possibility of, a you know, a woman taking advantage of this situation and, like, this social um, kind of landslide.
1: You're listening to Understanding More and I'm Austin Moore. I recently had the chance to sit down with two wonderful and woke women, Olivia and Kiera, to discuss the recent wave of sexual harassment allegations made about almost 40 influential men throughout the nation. The allegations range from men in Hollywood to Capitol Hill, so I asked my guests what this means for America and how our society will shift because of this trend.
0: Um. Well, I kind of think the Weinstein case was special because he is such an exceptionally powerful man, especially, like, within the Hollywood world. He had this, like, this power over the women that he was dealing with um, that I feel like is kind of unprecedented in any other type of business situation. Like, there is, in a corporate setting, there is a boss who could be in an office, possibly, um, you know, who, you know, might fire you if you didn't do, you know, or react how you wanted. But um, in Hollywood, it's like very much, as far as I know, um, all a game about who you know and being having the right people like you and having the right people endorse you. And so when such a powerful person tells you that they can get behind you and that's, at least like this is in all the interviews that I've read with the women and stuff, they're saying like, it was like, that's a person, a producer who's so important who it, it's like a make or break your career that you do, that you please this man and then he can obviously just get away with so much. And so I think it was like the fact that so many women were willing to come, A, band together and willing to come forward about someone who was so powerful kind of proved that any powerful man could be like quote unquote brought down mm-hmm. in a sense.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's very clear that like he wasn't the first man and definitely won't be the last um, mm-hmm. that's used his power in that way. And I think it's it's it is the power in the numbers, which is why he's the first person that we're really hearing about. Um, but yeah, again, from what I've read in all the articles, like the more people that come forward, the more that people recognize that this has been happening in Hollywood since like the like the origins of the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm interested to see going forward, like what Harvey Weinstein, what that case will like shatter and like break through, so other women can come forward.
1: Most of the men accused of sexual harassment have denied the allegations, but a few have acknowledged and apologized. I asked Kira and Olivia what they thought a man could do to express a genuine apology and possibly salvage their career.
0: I mean, I think you would have to go, like, the pendulum would completely have to swing back to the other side. I, because the thing is, like, nothing can be done to, like, get rid of those, um, like, the preceding actions, but, like, I would love to hear if there was an apology where someone like Louis C.K. had like admitted what he had done um, to be a voice to inform other people how it should not happen again. Because I think preemptive action is so much more important than mm-hmm. retroactive. Because like yeah. obviously, you know, we're both fucking baffled when we're talking about, what's the best way to apologize? We're like, well, it shouldn't have happened yeah. in the goddamn first place. Right. Yeah. So it's like, I think the only thing that you can do retroactively in an apology is somehow as especially as an influential man, like who these men are, is to say, "This is exactly what I did wrong. This is where my thought process went wrong. Hey, every kid who's listening to me. Right. Um this is how you need to think about it. Right. Um, and i I don't have the words for that right now. Maybe if I sat down for a while, but you know, I'm thinking yeah. about like Louis C k. he definitely I remember I read his apology and it essentially said, I didn't understand, you know, I thought I had consent from these women because I didn't understand that I was in a position of power over them and that would subvert their ability to consent. Right. And I was like that's I'm glad he explained it right. because that way someone else can understand what he did, where he went wrong and what he did wrong and mm-hmm. hopefully another man in that position might be able to like learn something from it. Right. So, I don't
2: know. I question if they like when I read Louis Louis CK's apology it was like very clear to me that he knew what he was doing the entire time and the mm-hmm. only reason that he had this apology come out is because he got caught, you know? Well, so, he clearly has a
0: great PR team. Yeah, so it's like... <laughs>
1: Definitely.
2: I don't know, it's very tricky. Yeah. Because and then on the on the same side, you also want to put something out, apologize in some way um, for it to get to the victims, you know, because they need some sort of um, like apology or reparation for what has happened. Sure. So...
1: There have been hundreds of allegations made against men across the board. I wanted to see if Kiera and Olivia thought there was any danger that some women would see this wave as an opportunity to falsely accuse a man that they personally wanted to
0: oust. There absolutely is that danger that's very real. Just why, like, I grew up in Tennessee, so like surrounded by a lot of conservative people, and I've had the conversation about um, where men constantly have to bring up the fact that women can accuse men of rape. And, you know, that will, like, really fuck up their life. Mm-hmm. And um, I just kind of have always thought, like, yes, that is definitely a possibility because people, no matter, regardless of their gender or what, you know, position they're in or whatever they are born into, there are assholes who are going to subvert whatever is happening around them. Right. So, yes, there is definitely that possibility of... A, you know, a woman taking advantage of this situation and, and like, this social um, kind of landslide mm-hmm. um, to have her own, like, personal agenda met. But the fact of the matter is... <laughs> I kinda, I, this is going to sound a little harsh, but the fear that a man has that he might be wrongfully accused is nothing compared to a woman's fear that she will be sexually assaulted, sexually harassed, and it's kind of like
2: and then not being taken seriously for it actually yeah.
0: happens. And men kind of having to have that fear of the other gender is kind of um healthy. not at all. Maybe yeah, healthy. maybe maybe almost healthy. Yeah. I'm I don't know if I would use that, but not it's like just a taste of having a fear of another gender and being you know the Fearing the fact that you are able to be taken advantage of is a feeling that women are so familiar with and right. are constantly taught, well, that probably won't happen to you. This happens to some people, but it probably won't happen to you. So imagine, you know, a man taking that same thing. This could happen to some people, but probably not you. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of imagine, like, that is a fear of being taken advantage of. And I almost want to laugh when, um like, you know, men find that, like, so incomprehensible to them and they think that's the worst thing in the world is Mm -hmm. is the biggest threat is that a woman could take advantage of them. And I'm like, I walk down the street with the knowledge that a man could take advantage of me. Right. And I'm not saying that's right. I don't at all want to like give the you know, the idea that like, well if we should be scared, then they should be scared. That's an eye for an eye, you know, that's not how it works. But like it is something you have to take into account that there are you know, positives and negatives to every single thing that happens in the world, every single mm-hmm. social change. And so there there always is going to be someone that could take advantage of it, but you have to see it as a holistic problem, like a holistic um, movement, not just as like the problem that could become a personal one for you, Yeah, which and I think not is a what personal, men
2: do. Like, it's not about Harvey Weinstein or it's not about Louis C.K. It's, mm-hmm. like, it's about the larger culture at hand that is placing so many women at risk of sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I don't know. It kind of gets back to the apologies that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, for for the men to come out and create personal apologies, that is to save their own face. You know, their mm-hmm. career. It's like, yeah, I can see um, like a guy ha- like reading that apology and think, oh my gosh, what if this ever happens to me and it's not real? Mm-hmm. But like at the end of the day, that's not what we're talking about. Like that's not right. gonna help us at all in this movement. Mm-hmm. Right. So.
1: And I think you can kind of easily kind of um, sift out. People who are falsely accused, because if they're falsely accused, it's most likely going to be one person that's accusing them. Mm-hmm. And if they can kind of, I guess, discredit that, that woman or that person enough to show that they had no relation with them, then maybe it could be done. But when you have six women <laughs> all telling different stories in, in the, about yeah. the same time period of, you know, in 2004, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That kind of, it's pretty clear at that point that. None of these women are lying, you know what I mean? This wave has not just touched men from Hollywood. There have so far been five congressmen who have been accused of sexual harassment of varying degrees. I asked about the importance of nuance in each case when judging whether a politician should step down.
0: I would say there's room for nuance in that it is so much more important, the reaction of politicians and the actions of politicians because the fact of the matter is they are who actually make real substantial change. Like, yes, Hollywood is kind of who we look to when it comes to like famous people and tabloids and you know that pure PR team saving face kind of thing. But when it comes to you know reelecting a congressperson or electing a congressperson with that knowledge, I would in an ideal world they wouldn't have to resign because no one would fucking vote for them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the the people would see that and take it into account and they would be held accountable based on the vote not based on their own actions right and i also think it's it is so much more important you know hollywood is a skeezy place like we're i think we all know that by the time we are five years old you know like hollywood is a den of you know sex and you know drugs and all this stuff but the thing is Capitol Hill is, that's not what we learn about Capitol Hill. That's Mm -hmm. the place where justice is supposed to be served, where people are supposed to have their needs met. That is supposed to be the utopia of the American ideal. And the Mm -hmm. fact of the matter is, if there are people who are supposed to represent that and men who are supposed to represent me as, you know, their constituent, like, I feel like that is so much more important that they are not harassing women, you know, Being with underage women, or you know, anything like that, and like I take those a lot more seriously than I take the like those allegations so much more seriously than I take Hollywood allegations, Mm -hmm. because those are the men who actually have the power to make laws change. Right. And it's like, yeah, I don't know, but your actual question, if they should step down, I I don't think that that is in a politician's repertoire to step down because of those things. Mm -hmm. I think that a politician's career should be, I don't know if, I don't think is is an appropriate (laughs) verb, but should be based on their public approval, you know? And I would hope that their public approval would definitely go down to the point where their career would be affected by these allegations, not their own personal decision if they want to be affected by the allegations.
1: This podcast is brought to you by Landing Lion. Landing Lion helps you get to market faster and smarter by combining everything you need to craft and measure content into one friendly platform. Forget Squarespace and Wix, and definitely forget about WordPress. This new startup is way more than just a website builder. The built-in analytics offered in this platform are some of the most detailed data collecting I have ever seen with any website analytics service. You can literally watch real time videos of where visitors on your website clicked and looked at the most in order to make the best possible website for your market. If you think that Squarespace is the easiest website creation platform, wait until you see how easy it is to build a website with Landing Lion. I guarantee anyone can make a professional looking website in under 15 minutes with this builder platform. And the best part of all of this is that you can try Landing Lion right now for free. So don't take my word for it. Go to landinglion.com today and try it for yourself.
2: And I don't think it's going to happen overnight. It's obviously going to take very, very many years to Mm -hmm. begin to um, deconstruct this culture that has been existing since, you know, Mm -hmm. millennia. But Mm -hmm. I think it's also important to mention that the most public figure that we have in the American political system has been accused of sexual assault and has publicly... um, like, he's been recorded saying very problematic things in that sense. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if he is still the president of our country, I I would not be surprised at all if Roy Moore mm-hmm. didn't step down. Mm-hmm. Like it.
0: I think that... Um, I have a lot of thoughts on this subject. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that it gets um, kind of... I, you know, run the risk of being very polarized in my... Um, in how I come across in my political views in the answer to this question. But the fact of the matter is, I think, um, the fact that he is conservative um, doesn't have so much to do with the fact of what side of the spectrum, you know, left or right, he lies on, but how far he is on, those spectrum, on that spectrum. Because I think people who are very, very far left-leaning and people who are very, very far right-leaning have really made up their minds when it comes to their decisions about who's right in the government. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I think it's something like, I read a statistic that um, 90% of all voters are decided in their vote regardless of the candidate. They will vote either Republican or Democrat. Very mm-hmm. few people actually change their thoughts based on the candidates themselves. So I think that this is an example of not not only, this, this can't just happen in the Republican sphere, just so happens in the Republican sphere, mm-hmm. but that... People who have, who have liked Roy Moore, defended Roy Moore, defended, you know, Republicans and going back to the good old days and that kind of rhetoric. Um, when they get scared, they shove their head deeper into the sand, right. which is so much easier, I think, than actually coming to terms with the fact Absolutely. that maybe you were wrong and that this is not a good man right. when everything that you have previously claimed, all of the thoughts that you've had before have been that this is the best guy for the job. You know that you like this guy, you like this party, you like what's going on, and I think it's. Um, and my answer is so careful because so many people in my family are Republican, so it's like instead of seeing it as a Republican issue, I see it as kind of um, a human issue, which is like like my grandpa, who um, is a Trump supporter and who, whom I love dearly. I have seen even, however many political conversations we have and however difficult they are, <laughs> um, Fox News on repeat kind of guy, you know. Oh, yeah. um, it's so hard for him, no matter how many, you know, facts he sees or how I appeal to him or in any way or anybody else does, mm-hmm. um, it's just so hard to come out of a mindset that you have pushed yourself so far into. And I think especially the political climate we're in now because it is so polarized, it is people have chosen their sides and they refuse to come out of those sides, yeah. almost. Yeah. Um, which unfortunately means that child molestation, which is fucking disgusting, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. even that won't pull people out of it. Right. And I don't just think that's a Republican problem. Yeah. I think that, you know, there are plenty of problems that like would not actually, people would not be willing <clears throat> to leave their quote-unquote chosen teams mm-hmm. for, mm-hmm. which is morally reprehensible
1: i ask here and olivia if they thought this wave of women telling their stories is going to be a trend we see persisting for a long time
2: i hope so yeah (laughs) i mean (laughs) i'm as terrible as it is um and as problem as as problematic as it is that women have to tell the stories Mm -hmm. to be able to change the culture um I think it's a good thing that these stories are so gripping. Like, I mean, I know Hollywood, it's glamorous. Like, it's it's like, whoa, look at all these men who are doing these terrible things. But uh, yeah, I mean, the culture isn't gonna change anytime soon, so the men are like, men who do perpetuate these problems are gonna keep doing it. Um, And I thought it was really interesting when, I don't know if you guys heard about the Besh restaurant group and what happened, um, like 20-something women, I'm not exactly sure how many, came forward and accused um, John Besh and the restaurants that he owned not anymore because I stepped down yeah, yeah. Um, of being assaulted or harassed while working at the restaurant um, and I'm in the service industry right now in New Orleans And I remember when the stories started coming up like all the men that I work with were just like completely shocked like they couldn't believe that it's happening here in New Orleans in the service industry. Like, they thought it was just something in really? Hollywood. Really? They couldn't believe it yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I work in the service Meanwhile, industry, too, like, so that's it's happening ridiculous. Meanwhile, like, our restaurant. Like, you know what? Like, yeah, it absolutely. It happens at every restaurant. Every it's restaurant. It's not, like, just Hollywood mm. or just capital. It's embedded, you right. know? Mm-hmm. So I think for it, to, for anything to change, the stories have to come up from everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. they just, yeah, just keep I'm, popping
0: up. I'm hoping that it never ends yeah. and <laughs> that there is a ripple effect not, you know, from the top tier, the upper echelon of society. Like, I hope that there's a ripple effect to where people who aren't famous and who are middle class or lower class are all willing to come forward with these stories. In which case, no. Those allegations will never end. And I Mm -hmm. hope they don't. Because what we're seeing now is only powerful men, and in a lot of times, in a lot of cases, it seems powerful women who are also able to come forward. And so that's why it it has a huge spotlight on it. And that's what we're seeing. But like, I'm hoping that it comes down into the rest of society that it is it becomes a common thing that you know, in your restaurant, Olivia, that you would be able to come forward and people don't just think only powerful men can do this, but hopefully it brings recognition to it on you know, an everyday level. oh yeah and it's, and not just a rich upper class or famous level, but you know, especially a lower class minority level where mm-hmm. these things are so much more ingrained. like, Because, yes, powerful rich women can come forward and make allegations about powerful men who they once had to deal with, or, you know, be able to hop on a trend of like, that is already a powerful um, movement, movement, yeah, where they could accuse other, other people. But like, I'm really hoping for a time where a woman of color who works a minimum wage job would be listened to just as much about her allegations as someone who is making allegations that are, you know, a national, of national media importance, you know.
1: I finished up our conversation by noting that this wave could be good even in the long term because men will at least understand that if they do harass someone, they will get caught and they could be punished.
0: Well, I mean, I think like what's so hard about that is What we're talking like when it comes to you know fear of being punished um, is not really like a reliable way to change societal structures Mm -hmm. and you know how we think about each other because like the fact of the matter is what we're talking about when it comes to sexual harassment you know sexual assault you can kind of put rules on you can say this type of you know touch is not okay But when it comes to sexual harassment that's words that's like very casual touch a lot of times Mm -hmm. and It's so hard. And what it's based on is whether it's wanted or not, which I think is almost impossible to put a company's handbook on, to put rules on, to say you can never, ever touch your coworkers ever because it might be unwanted is completely, like there's no way that could happen. And so I think it's really hard, like what we're trying to do Now, or I think what a lot of companies are trying to do is trying to put a rule book on how to avoid sexual harassment and how to make it not okay and to give people a rule book of this is how you can't act anymore. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Where what we're talking about is just being a decent person and not even that, but also being able to read social cues. Sometimes I know a lot of awkward dudes who can't read social cues. And, you know, when they whatever the goal is of their situation, whether it just be to have a normal conversation or, you know, to try to flirt with someone could go horribly awry for them because they can't read social cues. And Mm -hmm. it's impossible to, you know, have a handbook that says these are what, this is what you're looking for to tell you it's unwanted. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I think it's just so complicated because it's like, we're talking about trying to mandate people not being assholes, which is (laughs) impossible. Absolutely impossible, you know?
2: Totally. Especially if it's not understood as a problem, <clears throat> which is what is a good thing about all of this coming to air. Is mm-hmm. I think, I mean, just talking to the guys that I work with, like, yeah, they see it as a, as a problem, but for them not but to be able to notice that trouble. what has That's been happened, like what happens very often, to be honest, right. where I work, for them to see stuff that happened and not see that as a problem.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I think like it's, just simple I think harassment, like yeah. simple sexual
2: harassment I think that happens in the workplace. For that mm-hmm. not to register in their brains as inappropriate. But, like, what's happening to Harvey Weinstein is that mm-hmm. shows disconnect. That shows that, like, something has been. <laughs> well, I think it's like because lost. what they
0: see as inappropriate is them getting in trouble. Yeah. That's the issue that they see. That's the problem that yeah. they see is that they might get in trouble, not, yeah, like, the, seeing it happen elsewhere in a way that doesn't affect them mm-hmm. as a problem.
1: Thanks for listening to Understanding More. And if you liked this episode, be sure to rate and subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss anything. I want to thank Landing Lion for sponsoring this podcast and Kiera and Olivia for sitting down with me. Just remember, keep understanding more and more.